It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Friday edition of Lockdown Rams, and we're keeping with tradition, and we have the man, the myth, the legend with us, James Kroger. James, how you doing, my man? Woo, happy Friday, Rams Nation. I'm so happy to be back on the show. Thanks for having me, Bear, and thanks for keeping the tradition, big guy. Oh, yeah. We are glad to have you, my friend. And last week, uh, you know, thankfully we don't do an NBA podcast because we uh, were guessing what was going to happen. We both thought uh, the Raptors would lose game six and and hopefully win in game seven. But they won. So that's why we'll stick to uh, NFL, even though the draft is tonight. Anybody? uh, I know you're uh, a Clippers fan. Are you still a Clippers fan? Have you jumped to the Lakers now that LeBron's there? What's going on? Clips all day. I know the Lakers just got AD, but I'm happy about what the Clippers have going on for them. And I'm still pretty optimistic about Kawhi making an appearance back in LA for the Clips. So um, I'm sticking to it, man. And I'm going to stay faithful. Looking at the teams right now, yeah, I don't know. I know that the Lakers right now, with, with the move of AD, are the favorite for next year. But uh, I'm, I'm still sticking with my Clips. Yeah, this is a fun time for the NBA. Kind of like the NFL free agency period when – Everything kind of went crazy. The Rams kind of hung by this year. They weren't really the big players. They waited uh, later in free agency to make some moves. And I want to talk about that because there's another potential player uh, that the Rams may want to have some interest in uh, after some news came out today. And since it's Friday, last Friday, we had some beers together. Uh, I'm actually out of beer right now, which is sad. I could totally go for one now that I mentioned it. But uh, we're going to keep it casual Friday. We're going to do a little little TMZ Friday. Uh, we're going to kind of just do some storylines from some of the players, and I'm going to kind of pick your brain on some of that stuff. Uh, we'll share some clips from some of our players that are doing great things. And like I said, uh, you know, we'll start with TMZ itself. Um, there was a report that came out today, and Domata Petco was uh, out shopping in Beverly Hills with his family. He's here on vacation. Uh, he's a free agent, played the last couple years in Denver, was a longtime Cincinnati Bengal, D-tackle, kind of a big, you know, 300-pound guy that just stuffs the run. That's what his whole career has been about. But uh, he's a free agent right now. He met with the Lions last week, and TMZ stopped him in the street uh, to say what's up. And here's what he had to say, which made it kind of interesting. Damata, what's up, man? Hey. How you enjoying your offseason? Good, man. Enjoying it here in uh, Beverly Hills with my family. Yeah, you look good, man. Thanks. I seen you just sprint across the street here, across <laughs> the crosswalk. I mean, who, who do you want to sign with? You know, oh, are you, man, are you still have a, more years left? In yeah, you? I think I have a couple more years in the tank here. You know, I'm just waiting. Uh, had a nice visit last week with the Lions. So, okay, cool. Yeah, my agent's trying to work some stuff out, but we're, we're going to see, man. I'm, uh, just being patient with it and enjoying this time with my family, you know. Anyone else? Maybe an LA team. You're from LA. Dude, I would love to play here in LA, man. I'm all about LA. Grew up in Whittier, so dude, right. if the Rams can call in our Chargers, man, I would love to do that, man. <laughs> would you rather be alongside Bosa or Aaron Donald? Oh uh, man, I'd like to be with with Aaron Donald, man. Aaron Donald, all right, Hell yeah, cool. that'll be well, dope. Well, what's, your, what's your message to McVay? You know, he's probably watching. Oh, uh, Coach McVay, man, your boy Domitai Peckle here, ready to go, and I would love to come out here, represent LA, and uh, try to pursue that championship. So, man, it doesn't get any more clear than that straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, Petco says he'd love to come out here and play in L.A. Even said, 
you know, when asked about Bosa or playing with Aaron Donald, hands down went right for Aaron Donald. Thoughts on this as far as, you know, the Rams, we've talked about their D-line next to Aaron Donald. Uh, we've got Greg Gaines, the rookie, coming in. Um, Morgan Fox coming back from injury might kind of rotate in there. Brockers. But what, what do you think about adding a veteran like this late in the year? I think, you know, at a high level, it'd be a good fit, right? If you think about the fact that we haven't really replaced Indomitian and Sue uh, in nose tackle and uh, who's going to who's gonna kind of take that role, Brockers or what. So if you think about that, uh, you know, it seems like a really good fit. And the fact that we, you know, don't have too much cap space, but at the same time, this is what could be like a, what, two-something million dollar deal potentially. And if he's begging on TMZ, Coach Mavay like that, maybe he'll get even lower. So if we could get a, a good price for him, I think it would be a good fit. Is it needed? I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds nice on paper. Of course, he would help the team having a veteran. He's 34 years old, so he would just add that value alone to, to this defense. Um, so I think that's needed as well. But yeah, dude, it's if if the Rams can make it happen, it's it, it'd be amazing. I think it'd be a great fit, and it'd be nice to have somebody with that much experience on the team if, if of course, we could afford him. Yeah, and that's it. I think really, and the crazy thing, kind of going back to what we started with, with the free agent market, is we let a lot of the big dollar guys go, not even really um, try to go out and get those guys. We waited, we got some veterans for really cheap, and I think at this point in the season, uh, and when I mentioned season, off season, um, that a guy like this is going to come at a discounted price, that if he hadn't signed by now, either there's not a lot of interest or his asking price is too high, so it's got to come down a little bit. And the Rams looking at, you know, potentially a one-year deal, $2 million, $3 million, something like that, where we've got a little bit of wiggle room to bring in a guy that's got, you know, that's played at, at his level and actually looking at it. The last two of the last three years, he had a 78 and a 74 overall grade, and that's, that's the third highest and highest overall grade in his career from Pro Football Focus. He's also played in 350 snaps each year since 2006 so he is a guy you can count on to be out there mm. but he's playing at a high level ball right now uh i surprised denver's gonna let him go they're going a different direction on that line but uh this might be a guy that could be fun to punch in on the line here to kind of go with aaron donald and i love it when he said basically you know didn't even hesitate when asked about bosa but it doesn't get more uh direct than this he's negotiating with the Lions. So we'll have to see what goes on with that. And the Rams haven't even brought him in for a workout or anything like that. But uh, McVay is on vacation while we're doing our TMZ reports. I think he's over. Uh, I saw his girlfriend Snapchat and, uh, you know, they're out having some fun. But the good thing about that conversation, too, is, you know, knowing that he's a veteran, he's 34 years old. He basically is also admitting in that uh, quote that you played that, you know, I know AD is a leader of this this defensive line, so I'm not coming in trying to be that leader of the DL, of the D line. So, I mean, the good thing is he just he just wants to get on the squad and uh, build that chemistry with the team. And in that sense, I think it'd be, be an amazing fit. There wouldn't be any sort of, uh, you know, ego bump in there or any issues like that. So it was kind of good to hear him say that he would love to play with, with AD. Yeah. And it's awesome to hear players saying, I want to come to the Rams so I can win a ring. Like that's the level that the players in the league see the Rams being on right now. It's not just us in the media talking and being, you know, homers going, Oh, the Rams are really good again. It's, it's literally the guys in the league are saying, I would come here on a one year deal and play obviously they got to work out the contract and stuff like that. And the Rams have got to be interested in well, but if I'm the Rams, 
this is something I'm really looking into. I mean, the guy literally is saying, I want to come play for you. It doesn't get a lot easier to sell yourself. Uh, and also it gives you a little bit of power in the negotiation when you know that. So we'll see what happens. I think this would be a great late ad. But again, it's up to Les Need, the boys, to kind of figure out where does he fit? How do they make the money work? And bringing him in and, and you know, like you said, we've we've got you know some young guys that are you know hopefully promised some time. I don't know if this goes against that plan, so we'll see how that all shakes out. Mm. Uh, but we're off and running on our TMZ Friday. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about Aaron Donald, some of the great things that he's done off the field, and finally getting some recognition for that. A uh, little Jared Goff story as well here on the Friday edition Lockdown Rams. James and Bear, right after this. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Friday edition Locked On Rams. We've got our man, the myth, the legend, James Kroger with us from Rams Podcast. We're throwing it down on the Friday edition it's California. I'm hot. I mentioned the word beer earlier, and now I am craving one, but we're off and running, as I mentioned. So I want to talk. I was, we'll keep on the D-line because um, Aaron Donald a while ago uh, made a million-dollar donation to the University of Pittsburgh. In fact, uh, the school came out and said he was the youngest million-dollar donor in school's history and that they were going to give him the ground floor of their practice facility which later, and we found out, was named the Aaron Donald Football Performance Center. He was out in Pittsburgh to talk about what it meant to him and how he felt kind of being able to be a part of this. Here's a clip from Aaron Donald. We'll talk about it after on the other side. 
No, it's it, it been a little bit of everybody that helped me get to this point and, and pushed me and, and helped me to, um, you know, mold me to who I am. You know, Wayne Brown, a guy I've been training with since high school, he always pushed me, always got me better, had me in the best shape of my life always. So, um, you know, when you got good people around you, man, it, it, good things come out that, you know. Um, that's leaving a legacy behind, you know. When it's all said and done, when I'm no longer around, no longer, you know, doing anything, you're leaving a legacy behind that's going to be there forever. You know, there's going to be one day when I'm when it's 20 years down the road, 15, whatever it is, they gonna see that name and be like, who's that? And then see the history of it, and, and that's the thing that's, that, that make you proud, so. Seeing your name on the side of a building like this, I mean, how much more does it mean being from here, having family here, having kids who are able to see this and see you? That mean everything, you know, like you said, this is this is home to me. You know, this is, this is the school that I watched on TV as a kid and I dreamed about playing for. Um, so for it to be here at, at my hometown, um, at a university that I grew up cheering for and, and wanting to play for and then and coming full circle how I did, you know, um, it's like you, you can't write that story no better than that, honestly. So um, I'm just going to continue to work, continue to get myself better um, and hopefully keep doing a, a lot of great things, if, if not more, if not better. So um, I'm just going to keep pushing myself. All right, so that was Aaron Donald talking after uh, his press conference, the unveiling of the new Aaron Donald Performance Center at the University of Pittsburgh. One million dollars went into it. Uh, James, instant reaction. Aaron Donald, give him back, man. I love seeing this, and you know how much time that he spends there during the offseason working out, and the fact that he grew up there, he just felt like this was truly his home and the school that he's been you know, like you said, dreaming about his whole life. He played there, did well for them, made it to the NFL, and he's completing that circle. And, and you know, what's important to him after he got that huge contract, right? He's got this money. He wants to make sure that legacy sticks around. The only one thing that I was like, people are still going to know who you are, I think. I mean, especially people over there. But, uh, you know, 20 years from now, you never know. But it's, it's great that he can contribute to a school that was so good to him and, and that he had such a love for. So it's something that he's you know, passionate about as well. And it's just great to see once we were doing, you know, how many years ago, hashtag pay the man for so long to see him able to, to do this and get back. So super exciting. It was really cool to see. And uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. It's pretty crazy when you, you look at that. And it's funny that you brought that part up of when he said 20 years from now, they're gonna be like, who's that? Cause that was one of the first things I heard out of that too. And was like, are you kidding me, dude? Like everyone knows who you are. Like you're going to, the the level that he's at and that he'll continue. He's like on that, LT Lawrence Taylor type of career path of, you know, setting right. unbelievable records and, you know, two time defensive player of the year going to be back to back to back to back defensive player of the year. How many times in his career? And, you know, he's got a unlimited uh, platform for, for which he could really dominate NFL. So I, it, but that brings you back to how humble this guy is and the amazing fact of, you know, he still talks about getting better. And it's just crazy to think, how's this guy going to get better? He had 20 and a half sacks last year. Uh, the Rams continue to put people around him. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, getting a guy like Petco next to him to kind of stuff the run. But man, the the what he can do, it, he hasn't even scratched that surface. But um, a million bucks, man, that is crazy. I know he just got, you know, paid basically last year with an extension uh, that basically brought him, let's see what his extension, $135 million, $87 million guaranteed. So uh, crack off a million there. My question to you, James, is yeah, let's say you're Aaron Donald and maybe not the same situation of, you know, growing, growing up in Pittsburgh area and going over to school there, but are you giving away a million bucks to the college you went to? 
Uh, dude, that's that's a wrong question for old JK. <laughs> but uh, I, it, you know, that's funny because I, I was actually thinking a few minutes ago of asking you that question. You know, I was thinking it's cool that he has something that he's so passionate about that he wouldn't have any issue giving away one million dollars. Of course, to us, that's so much money, but to him, it's not even one percent of that check that he received, or it wasn't one check, but his his contract. So, you know. It, <laughs> Me, I, if I had grown up watching one specific school and ended up going to it, yeah, I can consider something like that. I, what I do like is he's, you know, like uh, some celebrities just, if they get paid like that, they'll just take the money and throw it at random charities. There, it was something that he was actually passionate about. I know that he was involved with the project too. So, you know, school-wise for, for old me, I, I don't think it would be a school donation. I think I'd have to look somewhere else. But what about you? Would you? Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to ask me, James. That's why I threw it to you first. Uh, I was like, don't let him catch you off guard, man. Uh, but no, I, I think, you know, I think, um, unfortunately, I, I don't think I would go to the university. Like, I love the story that he tells right there, and, and it really meant a lot to him. And so I get it for him. Uh, but I guess I'm on the different side of, you know, these college sports and not paying these athletes. And I understand there's a whole podcast you could do about that and breaking down both sides of the, the argument. But, um, you know, that football program makes so much stinking money to, you know, basically need another million dollars. He's like our youngest from, million from dollar donation. It's like, oh, OK. Yeah. And to need that money to go into a weight room and things like that, like and maybe some scholarships. They don't, they don't really exactly say where all the money goes, but um, I probably would do it. In, like you said, a, a, not a random charity, but something that that was close to my heart that I could be more involved with, because I think the University of Pittsburgh has enough money. Uh, that they don't need a million dollars from Aaron Donald. But again, his story is so cool, how much he loved that university, how much it meant to him. And really, you know, he was like a three-star recruit coming out of high school. So, you know, he looks back to Pittsburgh and saying, like, these guys gave me the opportunity. Uh, you know, he's he really grew as an athlete, as a person there. So there's a lot that's connected there. So I get it. I'm not knocking the guy from doing it. But I just, if it was my million dollars, I, I probably wouldn't give it. Uh, to the college I went to. I also went to like 12 colleges, so it would be tough for me. I'd be like, what, does uh, Bellevue Community College get it? Does uh, <laughs> Columbia College in Chicago get it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I'd give it back to the streets, you know? That's 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 where I learned my knowledge. But uh, no, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then Aaron Donald's also up for another award, an ESPY award. Uh, him and uh, Todd Gurley are up for NFL Player of the Year it's them two, Patrick Mahomes, and I can't. I want to say it's Drew Brees, but I could be wrong. It could be Tom Brady. It's another random uh, quarterback, I believe, in there. But any chance? I mean, we got two horses in the race here uh, with Aaron Donald and Todd Gurley. Any chance AD cleans this award out, or you think Patrick Mahomes? I think kind of the leading candidate there. Do you think he takes it? Well, he wins the award in my heart. So uh, in that sense, yes. But to be honest, I I think Patrick Mahomes is no doubt going to get that award this year. Of course, AD is just the most incredible athlete and one of, if not the best player. But dude, what, 50 touchdowns Mahomes had? He just had an amazing year. So it's... I just can't argue with with uh, Mahomes receiving that one. Yeah, screw that. Yeah, I'm not Although voting, I'm not voting for, him. for him. Yeah, you're right, Mahomes. Just the, the numbers wise, <laughs> I think it's one of only three quarterbacks to ever throw for 50 touchdowns. So uh, statistically, he had an amazing year, won the MVP, and he's doing it with flash and style. I think that's another thing that goes into it when you're looking at an SP award. But also, the Rams are up for uh, best game of the year for their game versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, they've got a couple. Of 
They got a couple Absolutely. opportunities to take home some awards for the ESPYs. If you guys haven't voted, go vote. I'd tell you where to go, but I'm not sure. I'm sure you can find it on ESPN somewhere. Uh, but we got to get our vote. I voted on Twitter, so I've already participated. But uh, it, it'll, we'll find out to see if we can win any more trophies this year on the award side of things. And Aaron Donald, again, getting acknowledged for being an amazing human being on and off the field. So uh, what we'll do is we'll step aside. We'll take a break. We'll be back on our third segment. Uh, kind of finished it up with a nice loose topic. Jared Goff, what he's been doing on the offseason and, and uh, some of the news that he's been making. So we'll step aside. James Kroger, Bear Motter, Lockdown Ram Friday right after this. Nation, we are back. Third and final segment. The man, the myth, the legend, James Kroger is with us. We are throwing it down Friday edition, TMZ style slash casual Friday, brother. Uh, we're having a good time kind of talking some of the off the field stuff that's going on here with the Rams and uh, some awesome stuff we talked about with Aaron Donald that he did in the last segment. Uh, but we're going to kind of lighten it up here. Jared Goffman, uh, aka uh, Mr. System Quarterback was out enjoying himself on a golf course, and he hit his first ever hole-in-one at Lakeside Golf Club in Burbank, California. Uh, James, one, have you ever had a hole-in-one? And two, how amazing is that? Oh, dude, I think it was actually on Wednesday, but I have I have gotten so close to a hole-in-one, and I'll tell you what it was. It was on the hole number three at Overlake Golf and Country Club in Bellevue, Washington. Do you know that that course? And you know hole number three. We've had some battles there ourselves, but I don't know who if you're with me or not. But dude, I think it's I think it was about 135 yard par three. Jared Goff's was 160, I believe. But uh, I got so close, man. If if I had a little bit of wind working on my favor, it would have been the most exciting day of my life. But uh, dude, it's it's you know there's a little bit of luck to it. But what it does tell me is Jared Goff is Mister Accurate, and that, that that is not only come to football; it goes to golf as well. But uh, you know, I, I know he's not an amazing player. I know he's pretty good. I, I know that he's trying to talk some smack with Andrew Whitworth, and he keeps telling him that he in the next ten years he's going to beat him. Andrew Whitworth is a big golfer, so I think he. I'm not actually sure how good of a golfer is, but uh, Jared Goff is. But um, you know, it's hey, good for him. Uh, I wish I could play around the golf with them, and I keep. It's very hard to say golf and golf in the same sentence over and over again. So hopefully, I didn't mess any of them up. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, a couple things on that. I think Jared Goff was in like a pro am tournament a couple years ago, and he got like second to last with somebody. I, it was maybe who he was <laughs> matched up with, but um, maybe he's improved in his time. But yeah, hole one, man, that is insane. And it's funny because you talked about hole number three at Overlake. Uh, Golf and Country Club, which is just outside of Bellevue, Washington. We both worked there for a long time. We got a ton of free golf, and it's it's actually weird for me still this to this day to go and pay for golf. I'm like, what? Did we used to walk off on the first tee as the sun was going down and just be like, we play as many holes as we could for free. I miss those days. But I had the same experience on hole number three. It was, like you said, 135 yards-ish. Uh, you sat up, almost it felt like on top of a mountain, hitting down onto the hole. And I and it's next to a parking lot and the driving range. So for you know for us it was uh, it, you got to be accurate. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, I 
grew up around golf. My dad and brother, everyone was a big golfer. And my dad is not the most patient person in the world, aka not the best golfing partner to go out with. And I used to get so frustrated because I sucked. I was a little kid. I sucked at golf. And my dad would just always keep your head down, keep your head down. And every time we made the turn at nine, I'd put my hand out and be like, dude, give me five bucks. I'm going to get a Snickers and a Coke. I'll meet you when you're done at 18. And I just, I literally quit golf for like 15 years until I came back to Overlake. 15 years is probably a stretch, probably about eight years. And it was my first outing in golf in like, you know, eight years or so. And we play in hole number three. I still am just kind of throwing the club at the ball and I hit it. It lands. Everyone's freaking out around me as if it's going to go in. It lips the hole and goes maybe a foot and a half, two feet out. And they're like, oh my gosh, you almost got a hole in one. And of course, in classic crappy golfer fashion, I missed the birdie putt. So I parted the <laughs> hole on a hole that I almost hold, hold, hold in one. And uh, it was definitely a humbling experience that golf always brings to you is being like, oh my gosh, you almost got a hole in one. Oh, well, here's your par, you idiot. You don't know how to putt. Uh, so it was a, a moment of high and a moment of low in, in my golf game. But I thought this was pretty cool, Jared Goff. That's a tough thing to do, even for people that are good golfers and golf a lot. Uh, so pretty awesome. Like you said, Mr. Accurate. I saw a lot of people tweet out and say he's a system golfer. thought that was a pretty good one uh, and got it done on the course. But this kind of brought me to my question to kind of close out the show. Uh, let's say James Kroger. It's the James Kroger Invitational, and you get to pick a foursome from Rams team. What three golfers are joining you on the course to go play golf? Well, am I trying to win or am I trying to have a good time? Let me see here. That's a good point. Because <laughs> okay, I'm, well, I'm gonna have a good time because not every day you get to play with four ramps. So, uh, so I gotta pick three because I'm including myself here, right? Yeah, unless you want to kick yourself out and be like, "Have fun, guys." Can you videotape? Can me? I caddy for you guys? I'll, yeah. I'll drive the cart. Uh, <laughs> I it sounds tempting because I'd probably be too embarrassed to golf with everybody, even if somebody else sucked. But okay, to answer your question, I'd pick Andrew Whitworth, of course. I'd pick Johnny Hacker and probably pick Jared Goff. And the reason I'm not choosing Todd Gurley is just because, you know, in golf sometimes I don't want anybody tweaking their knee. So uh, just looking out for him. Of course, I'd like to, to, to play with Todd. But if I'm going to pick my, my threesome to hang out for the day, it's going to be those guys. Okay, you brought something up there that made me think, and, and we'll get back to this because I want to do my, uh, my foursome of the golf thing. But did you see Todd Gurley jumping on that, like those blow up uh, playpen, you know, like the little kids parties, you put them in the backyard and stuff. And he was doing backflips in one of those jumpy houses uh, just the other day, posted on his Instagram. And oh my like, gosh, it's so funny because people are so concerned about his knee and he's out there living his best life doing backflips and jump houses in someone's backyard. It was probably the coolest adult party that we've never been to, but uh, does that concern you a little bit? That or does that make you feel better that he's that confident? Uh, posted on social media doing backflips in a jumpy house. It totally concerns me. It does not make me feel better. I think he's maybe trying to say, like, look how strong my knee is, even though we know it's kind of an arthritis type issue. The strength that that uh, he's probably trying to show by doing that. I don't know, man. I, I don't like it at all. Uh, it makes me nervous. I actually did not see it, but I saw a lot of people talking about it, and I saw some screenshots on Twitter. So that's how I, I heard about it first. But, uh, no, it does not make me comfortable. <laughs> I think he's maybe trying to show that he's just doing fine. But, dude, that, I mean, come on. I mean, of course, you know, Todd Gurley is 10 years younger than me. I'm like 35-year-old chance. But like, be careful out there. Yeah, you're you're also a, a newly dad here, so you're Mr. Worrywart. And 
Yeah. I'm more, you know, glass half full there. I'm thinking, man, if he's doing backflips, you got to feel pretty confident to be pulling that move out. If, if you know, you've got this, you know, crazy contract and you're the star running back. And so it, it almost weirdly, it kind of made me feel a little bit better. You know, obviously you never know, even if he was healthy, something could go wrong in a bouncy, bouncy house like that. But, uh, you know, he's a, he's a superstar athlete. Yeah, and he probably knows that McVeigh's on vacation, so he's like, McVeigh's not going to see us on Instagram, and uh, you know, I probably won't hear about it on vacation with a super hot wife. So he's, yeah. he's, uh, I don't know, he's he's probably thinking he's just going to get away with it. But at the same time, don't they have these contracts where it's like they can't play, you can't play basketball and certain things you're not allowed, you're supposed to be doing? Them. Hey man, check check the contract. Jumpy House isn't in there, probably. You know, he's like he probably went through, <laughs> he probably paid somebody to go through his contract and say, okay, tell me all the things I can't do, and now make a massive list of what they did search bouncy house yeah yeah and so now he's like you know what i'm gonna live my life and you'll see him like riding a giraffe and he's like dude it wasn't in there you didn't put it in i'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever i want uh but no i it's funny because you said girly twists his knee and it got me thinking so i'll finish with uh my uh golf foursome from the la rams and i'm gonna cheat a little bit you didn't think outside the box i'm gonna invite mr mcveigh uh coach mcveigh is gonna be in my foursome uh, I think I got to go with Jared Goff just because this is where the story originated and having some QB talk, kind of having those two together even uh, seems really fun. And then I, I think I have to go to the other side of the ball. I'd, I'd probably pick Marcus Peters because I think he would just make me die laughing the whole day and just his approach to the game. And like, you know, it's, it's golf is such kind of this calm, mellow sport. And he's such a funny character that I think those two worlds would uh, be really funny. And then my, and then I guess obviously me, and then I'm cheating here again because I'm the second person to go. So I thought of all this while you were talking. And since McVeigh is there, I'm going to have his girlfriend drive the cart and we're going to talk about Instagram posts <laughs> and, and traveling the world. So uh, that's, that's my foursome, my Rams foursome going out and playing golf. And like you said, when we get back to the clubhouse, we'll have a, a Snickers bar with uh, uh, Hecker and, and Whitworth and, and we'll share stories. So uh, that's how my day would go. My only issue with your... With your foursome is, you know, I for some reason I think Peters would would be talking during my my teeing off. So I don't know if uh, Peters would be quiet at the appropriate times, and I don't want to have uh, you know have an argument with him because he scares yeah, me. Yeah, that would be that's part of the game, I guess. He he'd kind of change it up a little bit. You'd have to you know get used to it. he's Mister Peters. Would you would you mind keeping it down while I'm teeing off here? He's doing like fake fart noises in the background in your backswing, just trying to get in your head a little bit. I like it, man. Keep it, keep you on your toes. And I hopefully, and watch him be an awesome golfer. I don't know at all, but I need somebody that <laughs> I need somebody that I can beat, you know. And I feel like McVeigh and Jared Goff would both beat me in golf. So I need someone around to like hang out in the bottom with me, you know, and be like, yeah, these guys are good, but whatever, we're having more fun. Uh, but Jace, man, this was a bunch of fun. I had a great time. Uh, we started this today with like, man, we what are we going to talk about? We had a bunch of stuff that we've kind of keep drilling, and we said, let's have fun today. And, and kind of hit those TMZ stories and talk about the players and, and our situation. So uh, had a blast. I always love when I text you and say, you, you good for today? And you're like, hell yeah. It just gets me stoked for a Friday edition. Mm -hmm. So uh, glad to have you on, my man. Uh, guys, don't forget to give us a follow. LA underscore Rambling Bear. Jay Kroger 3. I think I got that right. Also, Locked On Rams and Rams Podcast. Hit us up. Say what's up. Throw on some uh, questions for next time. I got James on the show next Friday. And uh, James, appreciate it, my man. You know what it is. That's right. Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Peace.
church. In the heart of the city. My nigga wins for love. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.